You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Welcome, family, friends, fans, and foes. It's time once again for Never Sleeps Network's Talking Wrestling. And I'm your host, Casey Corbin, and thank you for joining us on the show today. But hey, before we get to the show, you know what you got to do. Hit us up on all of the social media platforms. So, with that said, you know what they are. Say them with me. On the Twitter, at TNWpod. On the Instagram, at Talking Wrestling Podcast. Uh, send us a Gmail at Talking Wrestling at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook at Facebook backslash Talking Wrestling. Don't forget, you can also find us on Spotify at Talking Wrestling. That's right, T A L K N W R E S T L I N G. Talking Wrestling. Hey, what else? You can find us on iTunes. We're also there. As a matter of fact, we're pretty much wherever popular podcasts are, that's where we are. Um, on iTunes, give us a five-star rating, favorable review. We'll send you a postcard of an 80s wrestler from the 1984 Pro Wrestling Wrestlers postcard book. That's right. So many have gone out, but so many remain. It's like a battle royal in there. And who will be the winner? I don't know. It's up to you. Get those reviews in, and we will send you maybe a Greg Valentine. Maybe we'll send you a Don Morocco. Maybe we'll send you a Sergeant Slaughter. Maybe we'll send you a Ric Flair. These are all available, folks. So let's get those reviews in today. Now, with that said, we are entering the dawn of a new era. The new war is on the horizon, is it? I don't know. However, SmackDown is moving to Monday is moving to Friday night on network television, and hopefully it will, well, the ideal-wise, uh, it's going to be the number one show. Raw is still on Monday nights. NXT is on Wednesday nights. Of course, New Japan airs on Axis television, as well as uh, uh, Impact, now any on Axis television. AEW is on TNT. In Canada, it is said that they're getting... A deal done with TSN. They're close. However, we are not sure. Um, and But uh, on Friday night, uh, Sportsnet Canada uh, will have uh, Sportsnet 360, I believe. Well, one of the Sportsnets. It will have your SmackDown, your main event, Aftermath as well will be on there as well. It's Friday nights are wrestling. As SmackDown was always aired on Friday nights here in Canada, uh, as well as Tuesday. So, AEW will finally be going head-to-head with NXT. And we will see where that ends up and that uh, where that brings us. It's a very exciting time uh, for wrestling. And uh, this is a very exciting episode. I got two great buddies of mine, two great comedians uh, that are both doing well. Uh, Patrick Akeem, uh, who's got some great shows. He's a part of JFL 42 right now, opening up for Dave Merhej, another great friend of ours. And Dave Merhej, um is uh, is 
Well, he's a, he's a he's a TV star now. Uh, he's a guy who used to always be on my couch, and now he lives in L.A. and he's on Hulu and he's on Crave up here, and he's on a critically acclaimed show. And uh, well, you'll get to hear all about that uh, later in the episode. But right now, let's throw it to in studio uh, Casey Corbin. That's me with uh, Dave Mirage and Patrick Hakeem. Guys, take it away. All right, folks, uh, with me now in studio, studio, uh, studio DuPont. Uh, I have with <laughs> me two great friends of mine. Uh, they're doing a bunch of shows up here for Just for Last 42, or JFL 42, as the cool kids say. <laughs> and um, with me right now, uh, Patrick Akeem and Dave Merhaj are with me. Uh, how you guys doing? Pretty good, man. I'm, I'm, I feel great. You feel you guys feel good? I feel good. Yeah, I feel man. good, bro. I feel good doing. Uh, I, you know, anytime someone asks you to do their podcast, I think it's great. I'm just happy we're going to talk about wrestling. He's more. He's more. He's more happy about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, we can talk about wrestling. We can talk about comedy. We can talk about. It's very easy to swing anything from anywhere into wrestling. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, we can do and like everything relates back to wrestling. That's the way I look at life, and uh, and comedy, as especially well. comedy. Yeah, comedy is. 100 percent wrestling what's the most wrestling thing you've done uh patrick i'll ask you this first and then then dave what's the most wrestling type thing you've done in comedy uh choke somebody in the front row that threw a shot glass to my face it's probably the most probably the biggest thing i've ever done done. that's insane so you choked a guy out in the front row that threw a shot glass he threw a shot glass at me and i was like shocked and like when you get a shot glass thrown at you even if you don't see it, you know from the size, <laughs> the way it hits your face, you're like, oh, that's a shot glass, 100%. Yeah. And then, like, I, I just got mad. I was, like, humiliated, and I got, and I just got off stage, and I just went at him, and I started punching him and then choking him while people were trying to pull me off him. Well, that's not, like, wrestling at all. That sounds very real. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, what do you mean, like, what, what how, give me, do we have was an there example? A, was there a ref that, oh, no, like, just sort of wrestling, like, for example, for me, the biggest thing I've ever done like chasing a uh, Booker t- for money. That is one hundred percent. I've done that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was with uh, Cedric Newman. I can't remember who else. Very uh, funny comics from from Toronto, but we were uh, doing this show for this Booker named Magnum. And when we finished the gig, we're in the car. We're like, yo, did anyone see Magnum? Like, we're just looking for him. Yeah. And people are like, no, this guy, fuck, this guy leave and not pay us. But then someone, I think it was Cedric, he goes, yo, that's him. And we pulled up with the car, but he was walking. Like, he was walking away. So yeah. And then we were screaming, we're like, Magnum. And he spun around. And he goes, man, I was looking for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I just love. Thought you were in my car. He goes, you imagine, like. It'd be like, Magnum, are you named after uh, Tom Selleck? No, I'm named after the condom. I got a big gig. <laughs> Dude, you know Magnum, When I, because I uh, started comedy in Windsor slash Michigan. So I was down there doing a room and uh, called Coco's, Com- Co- Coco's Comedy Club. And they'd pray the comics before they go on stage in the back. So they were all like, they're all like started praying in a circle. But before the prayer, someone was like, yo, where the fun, where, where, where you from, bro? Where you living at? I go, Toronto. And then somebody from the back goes, Toronto? He goes, man, that guy Magnum owes me 50 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and then he went back to drinking. He's like, yeah, hey, yeah, just wanted you to know this. So, Bless I, his soul. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like wrestling, you get screwed out of like money and stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah, so for those sure. Are very wrestling. Well, just, just the, the way you come up wrestling and comedy, like, like now 
before when I started, there was really no, you didn't even know how to start in comedy. You just had to go down to the club, watch an amateur night and be like, can I get on there? I can come back next week. Yeah. And that was how, and, and, and now there are schools everywhere. And oh, it's yeah. like that for wrestling. It's, it's yes. exactly the same thing. Like nobody would tell you how to get into wrestling. You just had to figure it out. But, but also there's also like, 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 you know, like forums and, Groups and the social media that helped you now can get on stage. Like back then when we were going running around, you just had like the Now magazine. Yeah. Or you'd have to just word of mouth. Somebody you'd have to be friends with people. Yeah. Like where can where can we go okay. to get on stage or whatever or whatnot? It, it, it was crazy because in Ottawa we had one club, one fucking show a week. Yeah. So like my first year doing comedy, <laughs> I might have did maybe uh, ten shows. That yeah. Was same like, thing for me. Like I started in Montreal as maybe three shows a week that you yeah. could do Wizard in Montreal. And if, you, and if you were, and you were doing three shows a week, you were the shit in Montreal. Now, here's the funny thing is you're from Windsor and yeah. you're from Montreal. Those are two great wrestling cities yeah. because right. Montreal is legendary because of the Montreal territory. Job, yeah. Yeah. Well, not screw job, but just uh, international wrestling in Montreal, the, the Rougeau territory that they used to run there like when I was a kid was amazing. And then Windsor and Detroit, the border city wrestling, Oh, yeah, yeah, Border City, bro. It, yeah, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. And not only that, it's like uh, Abdullah the Butcher is from Windsor, and um, the original Sheik is from uh, Detroit. And I was like, why are they, they just live across the river from yeah. each other? What makes them so insane? And then I realized it's the fucking Detroit River. Yeah, it's it just is so polluted. Windsor, Windsor's got a different vibe, like a different energy like even not with aggression there's like an aggressive energy yeah. but i always thought it was the people from detroit partying in windsor that makes no, it like that but windsor then I, people. after i met your brothers i was like no it's windsor yeah, they're always <laughs> ready to, they're like they're not scared like not that people here are scared but windsor's like fighting to us growing up wasn't it was second nature almost it's like people were like oh we're gonna do this yeah like it wasn't like people backing out of it and there was always people getting jumped and you call this guy to come so it was a very lot of like i grew up like, my dad took me to see, uh, I was able to go see Macho Man and Hogan across the in Detroit at Cobo Hall Arena. So my dad would take me, and I remember walking with him with the Hogan hand, the phone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, for me, that would be great because, number one, I'm a huge Kiss fan. So Cobo Hall yeah. Arena is and legendary Joe Lewis. for we went Kiss. To Joe Lewis, right? So, yeah, and to see them in any of those venues in Detroit is just amazing. But, yeah, so Hogan and Macho, how long was the match? Do you remember? Bro, I, all I remember is my dad would say and my mom would say that I would, uh, before the wrestler came out, I would run down and, and imitate the wrestler. Yeah. To whoever came. Because I was imitating Macho Man and Hogan um, from my cousin. He'd call me into his room. He had a girl on the bed. I didn't know this. I was a kid. Entertain us, young man. Do Macho Man and Hogan for her. And then I would do it. And then I didn't know anything. So when I got older... My cousin came to the show, and I walked up to him. I go, I know what you were doing, bro. You was getting, you was getting pussy off that shit. Yeah. yeah but I didn't know as a kid. Well, he like, probably got you ready for – you got the bug from <laughs> comedy from doing that. You're like, you know what? They laughed. I want to yeah, do yeah, this more pumped, often. And it was like when I was at his house and he had a girl, I would get excited. I go, now I could do my imitation. Yeah, so would he. He'd get excited too. He went a different way. <laughs> um, my first wrestling show in Montreal was Macho Man and Hogan, but it was WrestleMania five, and you had tickets to go to the Montreal Forum to sit down and watch it on a screen like it oh, was like wild. a satellite feed yeah. in and we were so excited but it was circuit. in Montreal <laughs> yeah exactly right? it was in Montreal no uh WrestleMania 5 Trump Trump yeah it was uh, Trump Plaza back in to New back Jersey. Oh, right, WrestleMania mean, 4. oh okay I know what they did we used to go to pay back when Trump was a good fella yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> wow 
There's it's so long ago. Yeah. Like, they, they talk, I heard a story. Uh, shout out to uh, Brooks Whelan and his podcast, uh, Entry Level. He's got this podcast where uh, he talks about all your jobs that you had before you got into entertainment. Anyways, he had uh, Dolph Ziggler on, and uh, they were talking, and it was a very good episode. But um, Dolph Ziggler and Brooks started, or no, no, wait. No, he had Matt McCarthy on from We Watch Wrestling. And Matt McCarthy was on with him. And Matt McCarthy goes, have you ever heard the story of when The Rock hosted SNL and Vince McMahon showed up and, like, outlawed Lorne? Like, he was oh, just wow. so alpha. He took over the meeting. He took over the production. He, I'm he not goes, surprised. He goes, he goes, even if you watch that Saturday Night Live, The Rock doesn't say live from New York. Vince McMahon says live from New York. And it's just, like, so crazy because Brooks was like, this is, like, a legendary story because nobody outlawed Lorne. Like, everybody's intimidated by Lorne, but Vince just comes in and is like, I thought you'd have a bigger office. Oh, well, let me tell you all how to do comedy. And he fucking gave a lecture to the cast on how to do comedy. That's Dude, so Vin, but, you, you know, are we shocked? Vince is Vince fought Stone Cold for you. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> you own the I like that this is what you're, you're thinking. I, like, I, he fought I Stone mean, Cold. like, a guy who gives, it, who gives a, a shit about the thing to the point beyond. Dude, imagine what I mean, owner, like... But, do you know he, what I mean? Like, but he's known for having like a massive presence about him. Like, it's well, just he, like it's like Vince. He loves getting pulled over by the police because he challenges his authority. Their authority. You know who I am? I'm Vince McMahon. Yeah. Go ahead and give me my ticket. I could. I'll rip it up and throw it in your face, and you can give me another one. You know, like he's been like this with cops and stuff like that. He challenged. Like he's he's ego is he's out of control. Insane driver. Like oh no, he speeds on speeds purpose. like crazy. Uh, Bruce Pritchard always talks about how he hated driving with him because <laughs> he's like, like he drives like a psycho. Oh, yeah. He wants to get pulled over. He enjoys it. He gets off on yeah. it. You know. So my thing is, I want to know if when Vince hooks up with Trump, is Vince the alpha? Yeah. They're both alphas. But do you think it's like, hey Donald, remember that eight million dollars I gave you the last election? Oh, you gave my wife a job. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. He I bullies know. him. He bullies I think. Him. I think he does. I think. He, yeah. I think he alphas him because he comes across as a smarter human being, just generally. Well, I think it's Trump is a big reason why Vince McMahon ended up in Saudi Arabia. Oh yeah. 100%. Now this is going political, but it's it is still about Vince McMahon. That's what we're. And yeah, Trump. Yeah. No, dude, I don't Trump's think, in the Hall of Fame. I don't think Trump's intimidating. I think Trump's just a guy who says wild shit. Like yeah. I don't think he's a, has an intimidating. I don't think he's a filter. But I mean, I don't think yeah. he's an intimidating president. Half the like things, uh, if we're gonna talk about Trump, I mean, half the things I don't think he he might not even feel that way. He's just saying it because he knows that the people that are voting for him and are supporting him, that's what they he's want. He's the greatest heel. Most people yeah, he's a heel. Well, he's a heel. Heel tendencies. He is, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. is a heel. That's why he's that's why he's with McMahon. He is supposed to be on SmackDown. They are saying he's gonna be on SmackDown. Sm the first episode. The first on episode Fox. on Fox uh, next Friday night. That's where we're going now. We're going into wrestling is changing, Dave. Uh, Fox is a major network now. since It's the first network since NBC did it with Saturday Night Live event. Fox is carrying uh, SmackDown. Raw still is on USA. NXT now is now a major, and they're putting that on Wednesday nights to go against. It's not on USA too, right? It's on USA as well, and it's going to go and run against TNT, which is AEW. I want AEW to beat them. It's I mean, it's, it's very great. hard, but no, they will. I, a, you, like the thing is, I don't believe that there's a war there, because Tony war. Khan is not like Ted Turner and Eric Bischoff, where they, there was like a pettiness that they no, wanted I to don't. destroy them. Yeah. Tony Khan is a big wrestling fan, and he loves the WWE, and he just wants to offer 
an alternative product. I know, I know. I've, I've, you've told me this before, but I like war. But yeah. there are wrestlers that maybe Tony Khan's not going to war. But you can be sure as hell Cody Rhodes is going to war. Oh, Cody Rhodes. Cody, well, Cody has Rhodes. Has a hard on. Is, is, Why does is, he have a hard on again? Because he felt he wasn't treated properly. He, he, he just he, didn't get the push that he deserved, and he should have been at a way better level, yeah. I thought, than where he was. He should have never been Stardust. Oh, never. Because, uh, yeah. like, uh, dashing Cody he, Rhodes is well great. with that. Like, they, he, he, he did. He. He made remember, lemonade out of lemons. R- remember when he was um the had the mask because you couldn't Oh, that was amazing. The most world. Don't look at me. Great. Great. Everything they gave Cody, he did well. And with. he brought back the classic Intercontinental title, not the like '90s Attitude Era yeah. one. Yeah, which I was so happy. Well, with. I like I like when he uh, smashed with the at, like with the sledgehammer. I don't know. I like yeah. I like where that was Hunter's throne. Yeah, I just like a little competition. Like I, I I'm. I love little, like, you know, like, especially in rap music, like, little subliminal disses. I enjoy that, that, the combativeness of There that. was a whole culture of diss tracks in the, in the 90s, right? Where fucking yeah. it was yeah. just East Coast going to West yeah. Coast, and then fucking they both said, who fuck, let's go fucking, fucking yell at these Atlanta fuckers down here, too. Well, like, when, even when Ice Cube went at all of NWA, it was like, it was in retaliation. No, I know, but I mean, that was an insane... It's it's still you know I don't I'm not, I don't like negative and 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 I don't want to instigate bad energy but I mean like it's still fun if it's in a sporting clip like you know if it's not if well, it's the thing just is, in that I think it lives in music. Cody's heart like that because there's a couple of variables that make him feel like that one he was a a young man in his early twenties when it when he started in the company yeah. and as he grew they still treated him like he was like this young kid he complains yeah. about that. And the other thing is, is that he thought he paid his dues, and one of the things that he wanted his dad to see before he passed away was to see him become world champion at the WWE, which never transpired. And he says once his dad passed away, he felt no reason to stay there and that he had to pave his own way. And, I mean, it's one of the most exciting things in wrestling. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. To be quite honest, well, his uh, him going independent and teaming up with the Young yeah. Bucks and, and Kenny and becoming the elite, it, it's very exciting. It's like they're, they're I like the little jabs they take at DX. It's like it's hilarious. But the war, the war itself is like they they want to go to war with the dub. Yo, you want to go to war? Yeah, they yeah, want to we'll go, go to war, war with the WWE. But the fact is, is they're already technically. <laughs> Like at war with New Japan and Ring of right. Honor, who they really fucked over both of those. Uh, who is at war with them? AEW. Right. Oh, really? When the first all it happened, uh, everything was like basically New Japan. They used New Japan stars. They used Ring of Honor stars. They used the Ring of Honor's rings. All right. All these guys were like thinking that we're gonna have a great future together, and then all their contracts came up at the same time, and they all left. They sold out Madison Square Garden based on the people thought. That the Young Bucks were going to be there, right. that Cody was going to be there, Omega, that Omega was going to be there, and you know what? None of those guys were there. So who? Wait a minute. Who ran out on their contracts? Well, so all their contracts, all the contracts came up at the same time for Japan. for 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 Japan and Ring of Honor, like Cody, uh, the Young Bucks. Uh, Kenny was a little later, but Jericho's was up around the same time. And they as all well. left and started their own. Thing. They all well, left. Tony Khan was like, "This is what I want to do. I have the money for this." And they were like, "And I'll make you executive vice president." So there was perks as well as signing with. The, it's not yeah, just wrestling. Why would the other league yeah. be mad at that? Well, because they helped them. Like there, there was an event called All In, right? And and All In, 
Ring of Honor lent him their rings, their talents, their talents. and a lot. I um, Bubba Ray Dudley says that there was a big mistake that, that they let them, they gave them such a, a long leash instead yeah. of uh, saying that it's a Ring of Honor event and selling it out yes. like that. Oh, because they called it AEW's yeah. first. No, it wasn't even AEW. It was just all in, and that's all it was. And, and it was like Cody and the Bucks were putting on a wrestling show. As well as for many uh. years, uh, New Japan and Ring of Honor had like towns would go over and come over. Like there was like a like uh, yeah. a symbiotic relationship. They share, yeah, they share talent all the time. The champion of the Ring of Honor champion would show up on New and Japan. The, uh, well, like, where's Where's Ring of Honor? What's the country's name? Sorry for it's, my it's, lack of knowledge. No, it's, it's, it's the United States. It's oh. U- United States mostly, but they do go uh, around the world every now and again. Um, and New Japan, same with that. Uh, New Japan is going to be in L.A. in November. Uh, November, I think, 8th it is. I'm going to that show. I can't wait. I'm going to be down in L.A. the first week of November. And uh, I'm going to see a bar wrestling show, Joey okay. uh, Ryan's. Yeah, that's going to be and hilarious. And then uh, I'm going to uh, Joey Janela's GCW show. And then uh, New Japan as well, all in one week. Where's it, where's it at? All, all, what, what, what New Japan's at the Globe Theater. Oh, sweet. Um, where else? Uh, bar wrestling is usually at a Legion somewhere in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, and then Joy, I mean Joy Janela. Last time I was there, uh, they were in um, just another bar, but I can't remember what neighborhood it was in. But it was a bar that served fried chicken and uh, beer and wine, no liquor. And it was That's like uh, it usually has bands in this neighborhood. But the me and uh, me and Nathan saw me, Nathan, and um, a friend of mine, Steve and Kyle. We all were, well, they were going separately, but we all met up there. Uh, it was in Queens. We saw a wrestling match in a, it was like in a bar. It was that guy. And Velveteen Dream showed up. Velveteen showed up. Get the fuck out. The place went nuts. Dude, he is probably one of the, number one, he, when you look at the future of wrestling. Yeah. A big guy you look at is Velveteen Dream. He's only like 23, what? He's 23, 24. That's insane. He's been very wrestling since man. he's like 16. Yeah. And very he just, athletic, very gifted. His oh. Psychology is amazing. He plays, you know, his like character is like, I'm Prince and I'm Hulk Hogan together. Yeah. Right. You know, and it's the best. He's so good. Yeah. It's awesome. did, Dude, his energy, it was nuts. Yeah. Well, people were just freeze, freeze, freeze. Yeah, yeah it was free. crazy. I didn't really know much of who, who was there and for, uh, you know, because, but like, I, I, they had, they, they, preface they told me about him yeah. and after that i became like a fan and i started seeing more matches like, now this guy's great. you were at wrestlemania were you there for all 12 hours <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we got there at around four o'clock in the afternoon no yeah. we were there one no no we got there at four are you sure bro yeah i know it no. felt like one but yeah it felt <laughs> like one we got there for like four remember we went more pizza we we're like let's not go all day yeah so we got there and uh it's april and um I was very excited, and I got very disappointed as soon as I got into my seats because they didn't say that it was an obstructed view. I didn't have even a screen to look at straight yeah. forward. I had to either look like this oh, was to bad. my How right we were looking. Yeah. or to my left across the stadium was the other screen that was offered to me. Really? That's crazy. So you know like you know the WrestleMania pillars that surround the ring that hold like obviously the lights because it's like an open roof stadium? Yeah. Right f- in front of me, blocking the ang- like perfectly, I couldn't see into the ring at all. Yeah. 
Oh, that's so you just watched it on the screen the whole show pretty much. We couldn't basically. We, it got worse. So we, Dave and I got high, but we got high to the point where we were like we shut down. Like, we were just like this, and what happened is, like, the whole time, like, people were like, hey, man, are you going to do stand-up in New York? And I'm like, fuck no. I just want to, like, yeah, do wrestling and enjoy myself. Yeah. What happens? Who sits in back of us? The shittiest open mic the comedians from, from New York City. We didn't. I don't know them, but they just sounded like the worst and open mic. And they were mic. like, this is going to suck. Oh, my God. Like, uh, like me doing comedy at an abortion awareness. Uh, and they were know. like, they were like, they were like chauvinistic. They were like, there was one ringleader that was like, I, he was all the bad, bad guy. And they were bad tripping us, remember? Yeah. But we didn't tell each other. We were just like having, I was like, we're just I quiet. Ripping his head off. Mm. Like I thought of turning around and just like yeah. losing my whole life to re- to that event. Like punching him so much that they arrest me and I lose my green card. So Dave and I went for food and I was like, I can't take that guy. He goes, I fucking hate that guy. And he was just screaming the whole time that by right before the, the, uh, during the tag team, uh, women's title match, we decided that we were going to go to like, you know, where the roundabout, like if you were watching a blue Jays game at the one hundreds, you just walk around. Yeah. We just stayed there standing and leaning for the next seven hours watching it on a screen. On the watching and screen. we we did not enjoy ourselves. I did not enjoy WrestleMania. And then we were abandoned by public transportation at the end of the night. Yeah, I which heard it was horrible. The surge at WrestleMania on a shared Uber was a hundred fifty dollars US to get back into Manhattan. What the fuck? For hours, we were we were stranded there. Yeah, Even the stuck. wrestlers don't get to like don't get free Ubers. Only uh, like the wrestlers still have to pay for Ubers. Oh, that's like, insane! Like they still have to pay, and that cancels their travel. But if you're a cameraman, your Ubers are covered, I believe, by the cop. Oh, well, that's good, yeah. man. Yeah, they should have buses taking people. They should. Uh, I think it's cheaper for them to charter buses for the talent and the crew yeah. to bring them with on. And they're probably staying at a hotel close by, but I'm sure people want to party after WrestleMania. Yeah, and not only that, well, and then the, you know, the whole, yeah, like I would, well, I don't know if they want to party or if it's like, because that thing didn't end until like one in the morning. Oh, it was, it was, and then we. And it got cold because it, it was April. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it was got, raining. And, and it shut down again, and then we luckily, he, he talked. Never, I would never do an out, and I fuck not, like, I'm, I waited, and I'm going this year. Daytona. To yeah, yeah. Uh, Dayton, so, sorry, Tampa Bay. You know, it, so can smart. Be, it can be 10 o'clock at night. It's still going to be nice. Hot. And then you go to Disneyland later. <laughs> uh, well, hopefully. Disney I, World, sorry. Ideally, uh, I'm going to hit up past guest uh, Jimmy Hart, and hopefully he's going to bring me to meet the Hulkster. Oh, that's that amazing. Way, that way, you know, so, uh, yeah, so it's like, you know, I don't have a beef with the Hulkster because I'm white, and uh, I, I exercise my privilege, and I ignore what he said because, I'm, you know, I'm not going to base – you know, uh, a guy's entire life on um, on, on a point. drunk rant on about a, his daughter's boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. At his lowest, at his lowest part in his life. Like, Do you think if he wasn't Hogan, you would feel the same way? Uh, yeah, because I have uncles that said it at Thanksgiving dinners. Like, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Like, like when my, my I'm cousin, not shocked. My cousin. Oh, you probably have uncles that have said stuff like that. I, I actually have. My cousin married a Jamaican, and I remember the wedding. And it was basically one half the room was black, and one half the room was white. And the jokes were coming from both sides. Like, like the, it was like a roast. Right. Like my, I remember my cousin Michelle saying, 
you know, and she's like, you know, it's funny that uh, my that my sister is marrying so and so because uh, until he joined the family, I was the black sheep in the family. Like this was like I'm like who I was a oh. kid and people were laughing and I was like you know I was laughing too but I didn't know what was so funny right because I was just a little kid but I remember hearing these jokes and I go back now I'm like Jesus Christ it was like a, a fucking fryer's roast but do you think what Hogan did like I I'm you can like him still yeah. but I'm saying do you think what he did was wrong I'll give you an example well, yeah he used he used the word in anger so yeah yes you, did you, okay you obviously it was wrong yeah. but, but he I was mean ang- but he, he was also used the, and, he angry. Also, and he was mad that his daughter was dating a guy. But also, it's like Booker T has talked about it. He goes, and I, I, I think I may be wrong, but I think Booker T goes, "Cause oh, man, I ain't mad at him. I know how he said it." Yeah, I know you told me that. And then also, my buddy Martin, Martin, uh, uh, he knows Dave knows yeah. him, black dude. Yeah. And then he, he'll be like, "Nah." And when he heard it, he goes, "No, nah, man, I know how he said it too." So there's people that are black that are not offended a hundred percent. No, no, like, and I'm, and also, I ask people, I talk to people who know him. Yeah, like literally, I've talked to Ted DiBiase. I was like, "Is Hogan racist?" And then Ted DiBiase's like, "No, one hundred percent, no." And I, I know like, he's I not like, racist. I was like, "What about the black wrestlers?" He's like, "He's like, I." He goes, "I remember when it happened. I was talking to Ron, and I'm like, do you believe this stuff? Do you believe that they're they're calling Hogan a racist?'" And he's like, "Damn, no!" Like, like Hogan has done so much. Like Booker T's entire career career yeah. is because of hogan no, hogan you know I like know he did. I, 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 and, and why would he wrestle like if he was racist and all in all fairness uh other wrestlers booker t has definitely called hogan the n-word i'm not accusing him of being a racist i'm not even saying i'm not even combative i'm just saying is like he didn't have to say you know what i mean we agree that but he also didn't have the, to say that. he didn't have to say anything but uh, that's where I'm like. But here's what I'm but saying. Here, but the thing is, also, also, here's the thing. It's like, oh, it's like, he's like, but he said it in privacy. You yeah. Ever think about. You ever think about sometimes on some fucking car trips when you're with comics, think about the shit you say, right? And then think about. Imagine if this was fucking what had a Yo, black but box. I would never. I would never say that. I know what you mean on that one. But yeah, I'm but like comics are the worst that. senses of humor, right? Like, do you know what I mean? I would never. All I'm saying. is. But it, think of the conversations you and I have that have been reckless. Fair okay. Enough. Picture I tape that and yeah. then I. I air it to somebody and they go, ah, Dave Merhez, you know what I mean? Doesn't like Greeks. You know what I mean? And and people are like, you're anti-Greek. Just on no, shit I, that I'm you not said, even, I'm not even hammered. With you guys. I'm just asking if we could all, if we, 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 yeah, we, we got, all agree we that like. We got two like, white guys defending yeah. Hogan and his right to say the N-word. Yeah, no, it's, no, it comes I'm not off the right. Horrible. It, it, yeah, I'm saying it's but, like we all could agree that he could have. It's like when Kramer lost it. People were like. What he said, what he, I'm like, um, he, they know they go, he was angry. I go, yeah, but he could have said a million other things. Right, but he, but that's <laughs> different. He said it in a public place on stage as a stand-up comedian, yeah. right? Yeah. Hogan is drinking with his boys in his backyard, just com- hammered, complaining about his girlfriend, and uses foul language. But can we agree that and it was wrong? That's all I'm asking. Oh, I'm of, course course of course it was wrong. Was wrong. Of course it was wrong. Why did he didn't have to do that? A hundred percent he didn't wrong, have to do it. Was it was like, it was wrong, but was it right to suspend him for three years based on it? Like this is like I think, I'm, like, I'm like when you have think, um, John Cena using it and you have Vince McMahon using it on and air. You have Degeneration X in fucking blackface and you're 100%. still showing that sketch. Like WWE has had a racist. Past. No, no, I agree with you. Andre I, the I, Giant. I don't think he should have got suspended. Andre the Giant. Was, he, Kamala when Kamala wrestled Andre the Giant. He fucking carried a gun in his thigh near his package because he was worried that Andre was going to take liberties with it. Apparently, a Bad what? News Brown yeah. straight up uh, 
Andre the Giant called him out on the bus. He called him the N word. A bad news brown. Bad news brown. Remember bad news brown? The ghetto blaster. He called who the N word? He called bad news brown. called him the N word. And then so bad news brown was like a like a legit badass shoot fighter. Like not too many people wanted to fuck with him. You don't want to break his trophy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he have at WrestleMania. So basically, when Andre called him that, he stood up to him on the bus and. Apparently, Andre the Giant did not want any piece of him. Yeah. No, because uh, he would just bring him down. Like, he would just bring him down by the legs first. And I mean, yeah. there's bigger horror stories. Like, no, not, you know, I, I don't want this to, to to be a thing where I'm, I just well, ask two questions. And, and then we I'm not saying he's answer. right, yeah. but that I'm saying I'm saying I think everybody I know has used foul language like that at one time or another. No, no, I so know. It's like, I just think I, I, think, have, I, I think mean, Hogan still was not victim. Right. Like, I would, I would be ashamed. If I said something, it's 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 yeah. not right. It's like no. He, it's would not, you be ashamed for calling me a spick? Yes. If I used it, so you'd be you'd feel shame to, for saying that to if me. If I used it like that, there's a different. Like the, if but, I used it like that, if I was drunk and I'm like, dude, those are like, it's like I'm an Arab and someone calls me like, look at this mother, this this stupid camel, like you know, like if, if I caught, right. I'm dating a girl and her white mom said that to me. I'm not right. gonna, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna look at her differently for for a long time. Yeah. If, if she said it, and if you're even if I it, caught it, so her. you're saying if just because it came out of anger, he was wrong, which we're, we're all just, agreeing it's with. The, yeah, it's the language. He didn't have to. You could have been like, "Oh, he's just a shitty boyfriend." Why he went this extra? I'm saying he. I know he's drunk, and it's not an excuse. He just went this extra layer that you're like, well, now it's open up for discussion. Do you yeah. know what I mean? If you would have said, right. uh, "Shitty boyfriend," he doesn't right. have a job. Right, yeah. you'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, but then he went the end. What you're like, whoa, what are you unpacking that we don't know about, bro? You brought me into this world, not uh, not yeah. us. That's all I'm saying. Right, that, we don't have to dissect it anymore. I'm just saying it's like no. it's interesting in but a I, sense. But it, I think the result of it is was part of the beginning of cancel culture, where they're like, we're just going to cancel you for three years. Yeah, you're out. Like, and because like, look at it, it, the same thing that happened to Hogan. Is now happening to that guy from Saturday Night Live. I see, and again, I'm gonna have to disagree with you there, is like because people were like, "That's not cancel culture." If I go, if I said, on, if we're doing a podcast now, and I go, uh, "Yo, those chinks," <laughs> yeah. there's nothing edgy about. Them. Right. There's no pushing boundaries. This no. Thing. That's what I mean, Casey. It's like it's interesting. It's because it's like, dude, I, uh, uh, if we're okay, let, let's talk straight comedy. Yeah. Not funny. Your joke just bombed. Not Who, you. His, his joke. His no, joke his joke. Yeah, 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 I did bomb. So then now yeah. we strip yeah. that away. We're like, but also, let's look at it like if 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 he if I was if he called me and he goes you dirty Arab like yeah. that's his joke like I'm not gonna sit on I'm not gonna I don't want to associate with. I'm just guy. gonna say I think the scenario from the SNL guy once again is different from, from cancer. Bec- that's no, what I no, mean. I said it's once again it's different because on some way he said that kind of language. On a public forum such as a podcast, yeah, yeah. where the only thing I'm saying is like I don't think Hulk Hogan was right. I think using that language in anger is definitely poor. But I'm saying at the end of the day, he was in his backyard, yeah. and then one of his friends recorded him 
which makes it different than Michael Richards, which makes no, it different than this NSL dude. That's what I need. Yeah, like he was the victim of the crime. He was. He was. Yeah. Uh, the, he was lawyered. Yeah. Is but that I don't the think word that's used? Yeah, he's not. Can- that's not cancel culture on he Hogan's. Was, he was. He uh, was suspended. Guy, <laughs> he's like, hey, let's record this, and he's. It's like yeah, it's different. Yeah. It's like, way different. They were horrible in a, Chinese in a, town jokes. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and Terrible. This is the only frustrating part is like, it's like, I get comedians. Like, dude, I'm not I'm not a pushing boundary comedian by any means. I don't care to do that. But I And I support people who want to push boundaries and do it a small way. Like, like when Chappelle's special was great, right? Yeah. But when you're just on a podcast going, chink, hey, you guys hang chickens from a window. Yeah. That's not. And then comics were like defending that. Are like, these guys, these kids are soft now. No, they're not. No. You call me. You call me a dirty Arab in a bar. We're gonna. I'm up. We're yeah. gonna put hands on you. Yeah. I'm gonna put hands on you. There's no discussion. I'm not gonna be like uh, cancel culture. You get beat the fuck up. Oh yeah. Badly for yeah. that. So that's my only. The, like I think those are two separate. Situ- I don't think maybe Hogan should have got probably got suspended like that. You know. Like I think though, in in this era of. Uh, like we're living in an in an outrage culture these days. We are though. We are. But and like I that. think WWD had to do what they had to do to uh to, to yeah yeah. What's the word I want to use to do uh just distance himself. Distance themselves for a bit. Give him a break. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I am glad that they did bring him back because I think it's just like because it's it's a very yeah we were there you know it's, it's, a, it's a sad situation like these a lot of these guys this is all they have right yeah all they have and it's just like you know years and years and years of charity work and charity work and all the charity work that he does and all the good things he does just flush down the toilet for one bad like but the thing the thing is again like well, they could have br- brought him back to rehabilitate him yeah. like let's say right. let's say let's say they brought them, but they don't suspend them. They just put them in a program and they go, let's talk it out. Like, what yeah. happened there? I think that's much more well, uh, constructive than uh, than firing the guy. Apparently, when they brought him back, he apologized to the whole roster. And then the guys from the New Day, they didn't feel like he – it felt like it was just, like, an apology for apology. And from what I understand is that uh, one of the guys – tweeted out that he didn't feel that the apology was sincere, which oh, was... Uh, yeah, I think it was Xavier. Was, I think it was Big E, too. Or Big E. They, did, they didn't feel the apology was sincere. And then yeah. it, the story goes that later, Hulk Hogan went up to them aside and spoke to them for a very long time, and they hammered it out. Like, and oh, Big that's e, good. Yeah, yeah, but what I'm saying is, like, also, like, think about it. This guy was suspended for three years, and we were in New York, right? Like, we're in uh, Jersey, actually, yeah. at the MetLife Stadium. But you have... When that when he came out, that was a very multicultural. Oh yeah, people. Yeah, no. Everybody I'm not, I'm not, cheered. I don't want you guys to think that. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I know what I'm you're saying, saying bro. Like, there's sometimes we not you guys, but sometimes we we rule out empathy. We don't. We rule out in a sense that the the people who who are going through that they're not going to be as like to budge to go. Ah, oh, he was just drunk. They'd be like, Yo, I've been called that. I yeah. don't. I don't want to. I don't. I, it's hard for me to get on board with a forgiveness because I've had to sit there and take this racial like bull. Like I've seen it happen to my yeah. boy. Like I, yeah. in, in Detroit as a comic, I've yeah. seen skinheads come up to him and call him the N word to his face to tell him he's funny. Mm-hmm. Now I, I I I don't know that life. I don't even know how you can walk away from that. Yeah. Right. And like so. That's all I mean is like there's like I can understand people losing their minds and being like I'm not gonna forgive Hogan. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's all. But it, when we were there, there was this uh, huge. Yeah. I know Mark. I don't think Mark Henry has has uh, got on board with Hogan. And, I don't uh, know. 
And I don't think Ron Funches has got on board with Hogan either. He's done some negative tweets towards him and stuff like really? that. Really? So they're not even – well, but, yeah. But then you see Velveteen Dream is buddies with Hogan, I think. Right. And they sometimes he trolls them online, but you can tell they're joking because you can then see Velveteen's, like, Hogan influence in what he's dressing. Like, right. literally, I saw a Velveteen Dream wrestle match in uh, Survivor Series a couple of years ago. NWO? And he came in as like dressed as Hollywood Hogan. That's amazing. Yeah. And it was just the best. And it's not the first time he's come in in the fucking yellow and yeah, red the, the, before the, too. Yeah, the tie dye I've yeah. seen as well. Yeah, bro. And I'm, I, you know, I only, I, I, I've never faced anything like that. But like, I remember we were in Kingston, and a guy, to and guy, you know, I said I was Middle Eastern, and at one point, and he was in the front row. He just said these guys were outside. Him and Ryan Denis. Yeah. Were, and this guy goes, uh, hey, man, at what age did you learn how to detonate bombs? Uh, no, make detonator. Make, make detonator. And when I tell you, the thing I, I try to describe to people that, that don't understand is, like, there's immediate yeah. rage because you can't fix it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, you're like, so then you want to, like, strangle the person. Like, it's, I don't know how to explain the. They were gone out of the room. But and I that's meant. like, and that's like. It was a very weird. Uh, it's a very weird thing, but, like, you might have. No, I'm not going to. Like that's a stupid thing to ask. Number one, because yeah, it's obviously you know, oh, 9/11 and just all brown people and all that and all that. But uh, but my friend uh, Rob, he uh, he's from Lebanon, and uh, his his um, his grandfather was a diplomat. Yeah. And so his grandfather had a had a had a bodyguard, two Uzis under his jacket all the time. But Rob told me when he was 11, he could. Assemble and disassemble an AK-47 and clean it at 11 years old. And that's to me, like, well, he used to tell me these things. Like, he was in a building one time playing chess with his grandfather, and somebody had, like, a a missile launcher, and they fired a missile at some helicopter, and they came back that night, and they hit the building, and they were playing chess, and literally, the building got hit. They heard it come in. They couldn't do anything because it was like, pew, and then boom. And they both got thrown across the room and bounced off the wall and had to climb down the outside of the building to get out. But the, I, like, I, that's inc- like insane. But so, I, if like if my buddy told me that story, I don't think I would still ask you what what age did you learn how to dismantle a bomb? Right. Or, I mean, you, but it's just a it's a dumb question to ask unless you knew somebody else he, who went through yeah, similar. Yeah, yeah. But the guy was the guy was an asshole. Like uh, that's what I mean. If he didn't, if let's say I'm telling you, I'm like Casey. Look, you know, I learned how to like clean a gun and you're like oh do you know how to detonate that context yeah. there i'd be like uh, no no fucking. but if you just go hey when'd you learn i'd give you no yeah. information exactly yeah that's, yeah, the, yeah that's why i, I was mean, angry yeah. at that yeah. guy yeah yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and i mean dave's rightfully so. i mean rightfully we, we've so. all seen dave like he's definitely not talking about terrorists <laughs> or bombs on stage <laughs> no, you know what i mean no no, no. like like, if, like when when i Dave used to bomb a lot when he first started. Yeah. But not anymore. <laughs> I haven't seen him. I, I see, he, he didn't bomb. He kills. He kills now. Yeah. He used to bomb. Yeah, he used to bomb a lot. But now he kills. And yeah. It's, it's just a it's it's a different it's a different feeling. It's a different feeling when you when you when you stick around and see the killing rather than right. just uh bomb it and rub a lot legs. Those yeah, that was a long Of course day. we're talking in comedy. In comedy. Yeah, we're comedy, in comedy, comedy. comedy. Anyone to get in trouble. Bombing is <laughs> not doing <laughs> well. <laughs> Oddly enough, uh, a lot of Hogan talk. Uh, you all saw Hogan. You saw Hogan in Macho in Montreal. You saw Hogan in Macho in Cabo. My first uh, wrestling match ever, well, was um, in Iron Pryor. But uh, aside from that, my first real wrestling match 
was uh, Hulkamania in 1986, came to the Ottawa Exhibition, the uh, fair, and the main event, Macho versus Hogan. That's the best. That's great. Do you do you do you? Like that's eighty six. So he 86. it was world champion versus intercontinental exactly. champ. Exactly. That's amazing. And, and they had they had Savage uh, on the radio when we were driving to because we were an hour out in our prior. So we're driving Ottawa, and they had Savage on the radio. He was like, "Oh, right now I got this intercontinental belt, but you know what I'm doing? I'm not defending it. I'm using it as a stepping stone. That's right, <laughs> a stepping stone to the world heavyweight champion, which Hulk Hogan has." And I despise Hulk Hogan. And tonight, and I'm Hulk leaving Hogan. with both titles and the lovely Elizabeth. Dig it, yeah. That's great impression. That's a like, great impression. And that was like on the fucking radio, going yeah. to the match. And like, could you imagine? We've got Macho Man here in the studio. Yeah. <laughs> but who do you uh, do you prefer, Hollywood Hogan or Hogan? Like, Hogan. uh, this I'm torn into with that question personally. Okay. Yeah. yeah. This yeah. Is, so this is uh, I even talked about this with Jimmy Hart. When I meet Hogan, do I wear the red and yellow or do I wear the NWO? And I, I'm just like, I look better in black. I'm probably going to wear the NWO when yeah, I meet I Hogan. But I, I don't like, uh, I think I maybe got older, I was like. I like Hollywood Hogan yeah. better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because Hollywood Hogan was just like, like Hogan, Hogan, like Hogan is a good guy. Cheated all the time. Oh yeah, scratching backs, scratching this backs, raking yeah. eyes, yeah, he pulling was a, hairs, he was a bad guy in the closed ring. fist. He, so, okay. he wrestled. He wrestled like a heel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, I was, know. notorious but, back scratcher. Yeah, I, know, I know, but he, I, I used to, I still throw back scratches to this day. Yeah, yeah. Like ah, the cell of a back scratch. Yeah, yeah. I watch him as a kid. I go, this, this, this is my favorite. I'll tell you my favorite. Moment in wrestling, we got the pay per view. Uh, my dad would get us pay per views yeah. to watch stuff. And we and we watched the when Vince McMahon won the Royal Rumble. Oh, I still yeah. can't. I think one of the greatest moments for me in wrestling ever is just to see him win. How funny! What like? Do you know what I mean? Like that whole thing was the funniest shit. Yeah, hey. didn't he go in number one? <laughs> yeah. Like how again? How big is this guy's ego? But I mean, well, I'm gonna crazy. win. It. I'm going in as number one. Dude, my dad was watching it with us, obviously, like, uh, and he's like Lebanese guy, thick accent, and then we're all losing our minds as kids. My friends were over. We're like, I can't believe Vince won, and my dad just nodding his head. He goes. This guy's a crook, man. He owned the company. It's <laughs> <laughs> like wrestling. It's fake. But he was, but he was like he invested. He was invested because. Yeah. He hated Vince. This would be a better like boss. A yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I go, Dad, it's it's not real. He goes, No, man, this guy's a bum. Like he hated Vince. <laughs> if you ask him now, yeah. he would still be like, I don't like Vince. Like he's the, he held on to that. I think that beef for so long. He has no respect for him. At what point is Vince is like, God damn, this XFL isn't working. Put me on the field. Put me on the field. <laughs> his, his Stone Cold. I was just trying to buy a Stone Cold vintage shirt. Yeah, three sixteen. Like, yeah, but it, they had a, the one. I, but I was like, I you can. I know, like you could just buy a three sixteen no, shirt no, from the site. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. I still think, dude. I saw a, a, a clip of The Rock talking to to Nash and, and Razor Ramon or Scott Hall. Yeah, The Rock is so not light years ahead of them on the mic, but, like, you can... I don't know. There was, like, a giant... You know where that comes from, though? I honestly believe. He hate, he, is, he didn't it, like those guys. No, like no, no, no. The Rock was so good because he played fucking university ball at the U in Miami. And he's talking shit all the he, time. And, it's, and, and, and the U is about one thing. Swagger. Oh, you I have that. the fucking swagger. Yeah. You're balling. You're at the top. You're in the fucking top program in the country. 
your national champ. The Rock was on a national championship mm-hmm. team right. with uh, Finesse Mitchell from Saturday Night Live. Really? They were both on the same fucking national Oh, I didn't know Finesse Mitchell was a, an, a, a college player. I yeah. did not know that. Exactly. That's amazing. It's something, well, it's something you know. And did he uh, get her finesse, or just he didn't go to the he didn't go to the league like he? Well, it's kind of like the Rock. The Rock didn't make it to NFL. Yeah, they he just tried out to the CFL. It, it's so difficult to make it to the NFL, you know, and uh, neither of them made it. So the Rock didn't. No, the Rock no. ended up in the the Rock it's ended up in the CFL. Yeah, he tells that story. But he didn't even end up in the CFL because he was on the practice roster of the Calgary Stampeders. And he played one game in preseason, so he actually never made the team. Oh, they cut him? They cut him because he was an import from the States. But this is the big but. And I talk about this all the time. The listeners are like, here he goes again. But ever, but the whatever. The thing about The Rock is his father's side of the family are from Amherst, Nova Scotia. They're Canadian. He always talks about his Samoan right. heritage. He always talks about Hawaiian he, and he's very proud to be black. Well, like the but he time never we were... talks about his 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 maritime heritage. Wait, he's half white? Well, no, no. Uh, he's, he's black it, and he's Samoan. But his Samoan but his, side is from like Hawaii. Yeah. And then his, his, his Rocky Johnson, who is his dad. It's Canadian. And his brother, who is Ricky, Ricky Johnson. Who Ricky Johnson, last time we w- separately went to Impact, but we saw each other. Yes. He was there. Rick, I know. I was talking to him after the show. And he's got a, a thick... Canadian accent, like yeah. small town. So the Johnsons are from Amherst, Nova Scotia, which is in between Moncton right. and and uh, and yeah. New Brunswick. And, That's and crazy. And but he doesn't talk about that. He never talks about yeah, it. Yeah, because it's like it's the same way. When I think he's got a, like a jaded side yeah. with his with his dad and his like. It's like Shakira. You know, Shakira is half Lebanese. And really? She never yeah, talks yeah. about it. She never talks. I, I I think I looked it up once. I was like, oh, I didn't know that. But this is always weird when someone they don't talk about this side. I used to never talk about being Arabic, but it's because I predominantly grew up Latino. You know, so yeah. it's like you don't know. But this is but this is where it gets weird. It's like if he would like so he's his dad's Canadian, which means he has every right. Well, you go back to your grandfather to claim a citizenship. So he has every right to claim his Canadian citizenship if he wants it. And if he did, so he was broke, and he wanted a, te- a spot on the CFL team, but he got cut because he was American. Had he had his Canadian papers done and a passport, oh, you're saying he didn't. He didn't. Okay, you're he would have been a Canadian. He would have been a Canadian player, right? And he probably would have played in the CFL for ten years, yeah, because he's a he's more valued at a Canadian player on a defensive end spot. That's like. A good spot to have for a Canadian yeah, player. No, I didn't know talented. that. I didn't even so, know any of this. Yeah, but the thing is, if that would have happened, he wouldn't he have been there been in the Attitude Era. Yeah, and he wouldn't be where he is now. He'd be fucking Angelo Mosca rather than The Rock, the biggest That's movie wild, star dude. in the world. Yeah, he's just like he's so good, dude. Yeah, he's fantastic. I and uh, you know, and like I still don't think he's done. I still think with wrestling. Get, I don't think he's done. He'll come back for one match whenever he wants. Yeah, yeah, you know? I, I, yeah. I mean, I or you know what it'll be? Come back for a run. His daughter is trying out now for to be a wrestler, and I guarantee you, if she makes the roster, and she's good enough. There will be a WrestleMania match where The Rock and his daughter will be against someone else That's and their match. daughter or whatever. Maybe Ric Flair, because Ric Flair will still wrestle. He'll get oh, in yeah, the fucking yeah. ring at any minute. That's the best. He's dude. crazy. Ric Ric Flair is is like hanging out with uh, the Meagles, <laughs> and I just saw him in a video with the young with well he's Jeezy now. 
just all these rappers. He was in the they have a song called Ric Flair Drip. Yeah, it, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the Ric Flair Drip. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, the, the, the rappers they love, love Ric Flair. Oh. Ooh, battle rap. I showed him battle rap. Battle rappers reference wrestlers so much. Dude. Oh, big time. Pusha T talks uses wrestling like he has. The, he goes Ric Flair. He's referenced multiple times. Ric Flair. Wrestling is referenced in rap and battle rap like crazy, dude. Rightfully so, and even in rap battles. Uh, oh yeah. And like. You, Bret That's Hart I mean, showed yeah. up at rap battles. Oh yeah, the, the and, ones uh, in Toronto. Got, yeah, I got put. Uh, Gary Ryder got put in a sharpshooter. That's amazing. <laughs> I saw that. That was the best when he came out. It was wild. That's the night I met him. I took a picture with him. I was so scared. At Bret Hart? I was nervous. They had to bring me over to him. Apparently, uh, so uh, Amy Bug, who is a comic who come here from Calgary, yeah, told me that she, you know a lot of times she would perform at amateur shows and yeah. Bret would be there and he, he's very approachable yeah. and he, he loves comedy. He loves comedy. Well, it, so he was just he just worked with he they worked Chris Griffin just worked with him. That's amazing. Chris was uh, interviewing him. Yeah. In the, uh, on the island and and yeah and and, uh, and McKeegan did the same thing in Ottawa. He did he hosted an an, an evening with Bret Hart, and it started at four o'clock. And there was like three hundred people there at the Algonquin Theater, and I was there. And then every he met everybody yeah. on the stage after he was there till nine o'clock at night. Yeah. I was like McKeegan, jump me up in the line because I got to get back to Absolute. So it was like Valentine's Day. And it was so great to meet Bret Hart on Valentine's Day. I saw somebody on the on the uh, subway in Toronto with a beautiful Hart Foundation shirt because I have the 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 anvil and yeah, hitman. but he had one that's like it was black and just the red like font. Yeah, you know, I was like, I wanted to go high five him. Yeah, well, you should have. I know. I saw a girl biking down the street the other day, and she was biking really fast, and she had the man Becky Lynch shirt on. And then she passed. I was like, "Nice shirt!" And she was like, "Like, like you know, she didn't say react or whatever, but like, you, I just, you know, just you wrestling." Like this story, Ryan Denise were working with Mick Foley. I think I told you this. They're driving, and then I guess Mick was asking Ryan about clubs or something for somebody, a comedy club. Then yeah. I guess Ryan just, I don't know, he called me to, if that, if I had any information. Ryan's like, "Hey, Dave, uh, I'm sitting here in the car next to Mick Foley, and I, just, you know, when you pull the phone, like you're like, I was in the gym, right?" And like, so I'm trying to give him the information, <laughs> and then uh, he puts Mick on the phone. <laughs> oh, and, and uh, no, Eagle Ryan's yeah. like, uh, "Hey, I gotta put Mick on the phone. Is there anything you want to say to him?" And I'm like, uh, "You're awesome." <laughs> That's all. That could Did come he out. laugh? No, it was awkward. All that came out. He Imagine hears it all the time. For like for ten minutes straight with proper sentences and giving, and then you get on the phone with the guy, and then you go, "You're awesome." Like you can't. <laughs> I just couldn't. Yeah. So yeah. imagine I met Ric Flair. I went and paid to meet Ric Flair to I get a picture with him yeah. and get an autograph with him. And I'm like, what are you going to ask him? you got a few seconds. What are you going to ask him? His head's down. He's signing. I I asked him, how many woos do you say a day? The uh, worst Oh, no. Uh, and he was like, couple. Couple. <laughs> Did Pavone uh, ever tell you that story? Alex Pavone, very funny comedian. They were in Vegas or something with boys or maybe even him. And they saw Ric Flair at one of the tables. Yeah. Or something, and then they, uh, one of the buddies goes from a distance, goes, woo! And then Rick looked up 
his whole family his whole was wooing. <laughs> they were at the no. That's not the story. They were at the blackjack table and they were winning, and the whole family was wooing it up at the blackjack table. <laughs> that Everybody. Is the best. Uh, <laughs> what's funny is Mick Foley. Uh, he was at Just for Laughs maybe before I moved here, like. 2012, 2011. In, in 2012 in Montreal. Yes. Yeah. I, I was at the midnight show. I was a young comic, and I was at the Hyatt Hotel. Well, yeah, and he was. I was sitting with him at the Hyatt Hotel and Jason Sensation, another wrestler, and uh, Jeremy Hots came in and snubbed Mick Foley, and Mick Foley was a Hots fan, and he couldn't believe it. He was like, I'm like, no, no, Jeremy Hots is weird. Yeah. He probably does not know who you are, yeah. and if he doesn't know who you are, you look very sketchy and intimidating, and so do the other wrestlers. Absolutely. But then JB Smooth came in. Goddamn Mick Foley, motherfucker! And he was like all so happy, and then Foley was all happy again because oh, fuck Jeremy yeah, Hawks. This is JB Smooth. Yeah, and I was there, and I was like, as the Hyatt, and I was like, as a young comic, I couldn't give a shit who else was in that room, but Mick Foley. Yeah. I was like, can I please take a picture with you? I don't get starstruck. I opened up for the Million Dollar Man. So starstruck, I didn't want to bother him. I didn't talk to him at all because I felt like I, <laughs> like I was gonna. Oh, like, wanna, yeah. It was so weird. Like I don't even feel like that with bigger like celebrities that are in yeah. that are comics. Yeah. But here comes the million dollar man, and I'm just like, oh, very nice to meet well, you. I, I, uh, yeah. Thank you for yeah. letting me open for you. Uh, <laughs> that was the same thing with Brett. I held him. Yeah, I, it's I weird. On my laptop <laughs> and I look like this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, I'm just like, I know, obviously, this is a podcast they can't see, but I look shook. I just couldn't, you know what I mean? I didn't yeah. know what to do. Oh, well, so that behind you, the, I got the glasses signed, and the that's his first 86 WWF Yeah, magazine. Well, I used to collect, I think, collect, do you know? Yeah. Because I didn't know how to speak uh, English growing up. Yeah. So my mom uh, put Bought me on wrestling, wrestling magazine. magazine. Yeah. That's the best. Because I told her, it's a story, it's a joke, but I went to kindergarten. I didn't know how to speak English. They only taught me how to speak Arabic. Yeah. So they had to teach, so she'd get me wrestling magazines. That's how I fell in love with it. Like, I had rings, cages. Yeah. Well, that's how Kevin I, That's how Kevin Owens learned how to speak English as well. Oh, by really? By watching Monday Night Raw. Yeah. And he learned from JR taught Kevin Owens how to speak English. Best announcer, the best <laughs> best announcer, period, bro. Facts. Uh, for, me, for me, it's uh, Jesse and no. uh, Jesse and Gorilla. Uh, what? Me. Over... Over, on, over, JR, over JR and uh, Lion. If I may interject, Gorilla and Bobby Heenan. No. Also <laughs> great, yes. Buddy, if, I recently watched the 92 Royal Rumble again. Bobby Heenan is on fire. I know it's he's, one I know of the great. funniest yeah, things. So good. Bobby Heenan. Go back and watch the, uh, the, the, the Royal Rumble. I mean, not Ross, the Rumble. The, well, what's the difference? The gimmick battle him. royal. So at WrestleMania, it, it's different. It's a different era. Yeah. I okay. Know so I, I'm a num- I'm a big Jim Ross mark. I love Jim Ross. The fact that he's doing AEW just excites me to hear his voice again. <laughs> learn how to pronounce some Japanese people's names. Yeah, yeah. Learn how- I'll go check out. Uh, but I don't know much about these guys. But this is an era where an announcer is is for, uh, f- the faces and one is for the heels. And it's like they're arguing as like, it's not like even though the King and Jr. had that, sometimes they were they would agree. You know what yeah. I mean? It wasn't always. But also you're saying they, like they, Gorilla and, and Bobby and Bobby were so like good. at odds with each other for any pay-per-view for any TV okay. show that they did. And that was the entertainment value. It was kind of like a 
like a vaudevillian, yeah. more of a vaudevillian was, thing. Was, you know what I mean? It was a step better than Jesse because Jesse was always serious but funny. Yeah. Whereas Bobby was always comically funny. Like, like Bobby Heenan rode on a uh, backwards camel. on a camel at WrestleMania nine, and they were like, "Do you want to do this?" Because it's gonna kill. And like he like so they put him on the camel <laughs> and he came into WrestleMania riding it backwards. Just did you what? Did you say WrestleMania? Re- he, he, WrestleMania. He yes. said like couple wrestling things weird. I didn't call him on it. Oh, like what? I Tell me more about these wrestling things I said. said WWE wrong or so. I don't know how. You, I'm pretty sure I said it right. Whatever, man. It doesn't matter. The show's okay. almost okay. challenging. So yeah. Don't we're, ruin we're the much. podcast. Now you're the one that ruined it. Right. Yeah. It was the most serious podcast we've ever had with the serious debate on. Yep. Cancel culture <laughs> and Hulk Hogan. And, and <laughs> Sorry, man, that was my fault. No, I, I no, do whatever. That no, no, that was dope. You're great. This is yeah. great. I just want to, yeah. You no, know, the show's been like this. And also, you can do whatever the fuck you want because you have a TV show. So, <laughs> you pull rank over everybody else in this room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, motherfucker. So, uh, so, anyways, with that said, uh, Patrick, where can we find you online? Where can we see you? Uh, you can find me at uh, patrickhakeem.com. You can find me on uh, Twitter at H-A-H-K. And then Hakeemness on uh, Instagram. And uh, I guess this will be uh, – you can always find me around the city. Just Google okay. me. I'm on doing shows everywhere, The Corner, Comedy Bar, uh, independent shows here and there. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Uh, and Dave, where can we find you online and on TV as oh, well and online? If I may, actually, I will be at CBC's Accent on Toronto at the Danforth Music Hall on October 9th. Yes, that's a great show. Yes. It will sell out. Get your tickets. And the great thing about that show is even if you don't make it out, which you should make it out, it will be on CBC Radio. So you get paid twice. Performance and then royalties. Woo! All right, Dave, what's going on? Uh, I would ju- for I just thank you, man, for for asking uh, us to, to do it. Yeah, yeah, no, you know, no. I would, I was, try, I would try. I, w- I was gonna, you know, do whatever I can to come make it. It's yeah, good, yeah, yeah. Good to chop it up. Well, only it. now we can get fucking. I'm try. I've been trying to get fucking Macintosh on the show. So call out to Nathan Macintosh. Oh, he's on. Uh, he's on a wrestling hiatus. He's, yeah, he's uh, not really into wrestling. Anymore. It does not matter. Okay. Well, I'll t- oh, when I because see of him, Trump. Tell him, yeah. Because of Trump? Oh, he yeah. believe he has a whole theory that Trump won uh, using Ric Flair heel tactics <laughs> and that the WWE <laughs> is to blame for having him in, so he's boycotting he's wrestling. Boycott it's wrestling. insane. It's nice. Well, that's the only reason to boycott WWE. <laughs> no, he didn't boycott. He he got he he got a his boy paid for a ticket for him to go see like wrestling. AEW? But no, 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 he, he went to go WWE. see uh, the okay, Royal Rumble just, recently. Just, just the fact that I just hearing this means I have to you have, have him to on. Yeah, you have to have him, him on. I'll tell him when I see him in New York, I'm like, you should do when he comes to town. But again, thank you for, I love yeah. talking. I, I wanted, to, oh yeah, you're talking about people on the phone. Uh, when I was, when we had Jimmy Hart in the show, uh, Jimmy Hart said, hold on. We, he was, it was after we did the show, but we were just having a conversation. Like, hold on a second. And like, hey, Hulkster, what's going on, Hulkster? <laughs> and he's like, and, but Jimmy Hart was panicking because uh, the parade was on Monday and we were driving back on the Sunday night for, for the uh, after the NBA Finals. So the parade was on Monday. And Jimmy Hart's like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get out of town. There's going to be so many people downtown. I don't know if I'm going to get to the airport. I'm like, Jimmy, you're <laughs> yes. at the airport. <laughs> you, your hotel's at the airport. I'm like, it's going to be a big parade. It's not going to reach the airport. No, that's but insane. How, but if he was downtown, Beautiful. he wouldn't have been able to get out. He was right. So yeah. he was telling the Hulkster. He was having like anxiety over it, and I don't know what the Hulkster was saying, but you can hear the Hulk, Hulkster, Hulk. You know, and I was just like, I'm just like, 
I'm like, I feel like Chris Farley and uh, and Paul McCartney beside oh, yeah. me because I'm like, I'm like going, I'm like mouthing Hulk Hogan, like pointing yeah, yeah. to the phone, I, yeah, like yeah. it was like a big deal for That's me. That's hilarious. So uh, I just ended on that. Dave, where can we find you online and on TV? Tell me everything's going on. Uh, Dave Murray on all social media platforms, and uh, the show I'm a part of is a, a very dope show called Rami. Um, and it's just uh, it's on Crave TV now. So if you're in, it's on Hulu in the U.S., but it just got to Canada on September 15th. Critically acclaimed. Yeah. Critically, Critically acclaimed. acclaimed. Super, super season two job. with Marshala Ali. Marshala Ali. <laughs> seriously, Marshala Ali is in yeah. season two from uh, Green Book, right? Yeah. yeah. And and he is he is a fucking amazing actor too. And True Detective. Also, Cottonmouth in well. uh, Luke and Cage. Cottonmouth in Luke Cage. He's amazing in everything. Like yeah. yeah I've never and he's seen the new him. Blade, which I'm stoked to see. Dude, yeah. fuck, that's off the hook. I don't even know if I ever said off the hook, but I just you said just Yeah, you know what? It feel right. It, came, it felt right. took over your soul. It did. Oh, so yeah. So uh, see Dave uh, everywhere he said, and see uh, Patrick everywhere he said. Uh, you can find me right here every week uh, talking at you and talking wrestling. Uh, other than that, look up Casey Corbin on the Google and see what's going on. Uh, I'll be out west very soon. Uh, Montreal, that's not west, but that's east. I'll be there in Montreal very soon as well. But uh, check out the Casey Corbin Facebook uh, fan page. And, uh, yeah, let, thanks for letting me put a headlock on your ears for another issue, and we'll talk to you next week. Have a great one. Goodbye. Adios. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com.